This is Envision Self-Healing Podcast, episode number 44. Hi, I'm Will Fuller. And I'm Richard Miller. And we are the co-creators of EnvisionSelfHealing.com and are dedicated in helping you improve your eyesight and quality of life by taking healing into your own hands. The topic of the week this week is... Five Steps to a Successful New Year's Resolution, Part 2, Making It Measurable. And in the second half of the podcast, we're going to be answering a question, a simple question that asks, can I get my vision back to 2020? So Richard, how's the world of self-healing been treating you this week? Well, it's been a, I think a while back I talked about the need for um, speed. Speed? (laughs) (laughs) What's that? It's a movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The need for me to get better circulation. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've had trouble uh, going ahead with that, shall we say. Why uh, why did you want better circulation? Uh, Oh, right. For my optic atrophy. This goes back to when we were in Brazil. There was uh, one of the women teaching there was telling us about a client of hers who had... um, Gosh, I can't remember the condition now, but it was something like optic. It was glaucoma. It was a glaucoma? Okay. That has to do with circulation and how uh, this client went on a swimming binge, essentially, and, and began to exercise mainly with swimming mm-hmm. as a way of improving circulation. And it turned around her prognosis because she was in danger of needing surgery for the glaucoma. She had um, the glaucoma had created blind spots in her central vision, I think, as well as her periphery. And through the exercise, they could physically observe that those, that the optic optic nerve had regenerated and that she could now see through those. And I think they were going to put in shunts or whatever they do for that don't they put in something? They were going to, to drill, redu- a, drill a hole to reduce the oh, pressure. That's right. Maybe yeah. I, don't, I don't think there was anything they were going to do for the blind spots. No, exactly. But they they were feeling pressed to do the surgery to mm-hmm. to re- to keep more blind spots from forming, basically, for yeah. the pressure. So, yes. Okay, that was the instigation of like, oh, well, I having optic atrophy, which is, again, very related to blood circulation that I should be doing a similar thing. And then I remodeled my house and da, 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 da. <laughs> So that, that raised your blood uh, it, it pressure, it, but it didn't improve the no, circulation. It didn't help my circulation at all. <laughs> it, it improved the circulation from my bank account to my contractor's <laughs> bank account. <laughs> that was flowing very nicely. Yeah. So, um, okay. So this week, and uh, the other thing that uh, I think one of the differences between you and me is that I prefer to do things I'm less self-motivated, shall we say. Mm-hmm. So I've learned that it helps me to have someone else to do things. Do with. it for you. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I have my morning I exercise meditation session with my friend on Skype. That's mm-hmm. that's why that works for me. Yeah. So this week it was uh, a woman friend who has invited me to go to spin because spin classes with her. Okay. And uh, that was motivating. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I've started. I did, went to my first spin class this morning, and oh, you! By the time you came over, I had recovered a little, but I was mm-hmm. moaning and groaning <laughs> on on uh, all, before you got here. So that was yeah. definitely going on. But right now, I'm feeling okay, actually. Good. Yeah. 
So um, your recovery is pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I hate to to tell you that there is something called DOMS, which stands for delayed onset muscle soreness. So <laughs> okay. Not not for one to uh, to to turn you into a hypochondriac and, and have you look towards getting muscle pain, but it normally takes one or two days for the... Uh... Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> well, and if you are sore the first day, that's a really bad sign, right? That it's going to be really sore the second or third yeah, day. Yeah, I guess yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. So um, I did that this morning, 45 minutes of uh, spinning and Excellent. TRX. So that's my plan now is to be motivated by going to spin classes. Mm. It's it's interesting that um, you mentioned that, I mean, obviously I'm quite a self-motivated person, but for me, eventually I found that I started moving away from going to the gym and, and sitting and doing the machines mm-hmm. for an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started doing classes like spin class and yoga oh, and, okay. and, you know, body balance classes uh-huh. um, just because I found it a lot more motivating doing it as a group. Right. Okay. And, and also having somebody there that if I wasn't there that week, I knew the following week they were like, oh, where were you? Right. On Tuesday or whatever. Um, and having that, once you build that rapport and that community, we've talked about this before, about mm-hmm. one of the biggest challenges vision improvement people face is there isn't, they can't just pop down the road and go to an eye gym and, yeah. and meet with their eye instructor and have a group of people doing eye exercises mm-hmm. as much as we encourage people. And that's why we're working so hard to get people on the Facebook fan page and getting a community going online with us. But just having that that group there that is also going to motivate you and, and get you going. And especially if you have somebody with you. Especially if she's very go good with. looking. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you meant no, not to be looking at her when you're spinning. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, which reminds me that this same place, that the spin class, they do have pole dancing. So okay. uh, what do you think of uh, me taking up pole dancing? I think that would be uh, fantastic. <laughs> I think uh, that would definitely put some of those pictures up on our Facebook fan page. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the other... Uh, <clears throat> I doubt there's a lot of men in the pole dancing class. So they might actually object to me being there watching them do pole dancing. <laughs> but anyway. Just say that you can't see them. You'll be fine. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Just don't tell him you're doing eye exercises. <laughs> um <laughs> And it might not be as aerobically good as the spin class anyway. No, but I bet your heart rate would go up. It would. It would. would. (laughs) Oh, which reminds me. Okay, this gets back to our goal setting, uh, which is what we've been talking about in our podcast. And I talked about this earlier with you privately. Mm -hmm. I I haven't decided what kind of goal to set, but I've begun talking to you from your uh, physical education background of of setting goals, of uh, resting heart rate, uh, recovery rate and maximum heart rate. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll do a little more research on that, but I want to set a goal for okay. the year of raising, I guess, raising my maximum heart rate from mm-hmm. from what we figured this morning of somewhere yeah. between 100 to 130 for my age. Well, we could certainly uh, talk about that in the in the topic. Maybe it'd be good to use that as an ah, example. Good, good. Um, nice, nice, easy one for, for people to relate good. with great um and and thinking about it i was thinking well it's, you know it's a good idea for me to come up with a goal i guess as well yeah as, it would be. as, as an example uh, yeah. for people um but as as kind of ironic really as as we always seem to notice when we do these talks that one thing i noticed this week mm-hmm. is that i was writing um for our coaching call uh, the free coaching call that we do right um to help people out with their with their eye exercises is I was start I was writing up a template uh, for people that we could right. send out so it's easier for them to be able to 
answer questions and also a bit more detail in it so that we can answer the questions that much better. Right. And one of them I chose and put on there was lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to then come up with genres of Mm -hmm. how someone could roughly tell us what their lifestyle is like. Right. And I had uh, very active, moderately active and uh -oh. inactive. I, I kind of know where you're going here. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also have categories of uh, very healthy, moderate, healthy right. and, and unhealthy. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I was writing these from, you know, my 15 odd years of, of physical uh, right. education, knowledge of, of what, you know, the, what an, a very active person would be, mm -hmm. uh, a moderately active And I started to realize that I was actually towards the inactive exactly, uh, yeah. side. And I was like, wow, this is... Uh, But he's doing it for a very good cause. He's doing it for you guys. <laughs> yeah, Just think of yeah. it that way. You're sacrificing your body for, for all these folks. So, But it, it's... Uh, yeah, so ironically, I'm sitting there at the computer writing right. about what someone else should be doing. And I'm not doing it because I'm writing it. Right. Um, so, but that, that motivated me as well. I mean, I sort of had this this goal in mind this this year anyway yeah um to do more exercise and i thought because i know we talk about on the website about light exercise and that you do your light exercise every day and you should do at least 30 minutes and that you will keep healthy mm -hmm. um, and that doesn't mean spin class that means you know walking right uh, doing household chores washing up doing the gardening like anything sort of active right um and i so all this time i thought oh i'm okay i sort of do my walk But then I realized I was sort of defining um, to be very active. And that is obviously, um, I put there that once or twice a week to do an activity that pushes your heart rate right. to six, between 65 and 80% of your maximum mm. heart rate, which is what we would call, you know, cardiovascular exercise. Right. And uh, I can't remember the last time <laughs> <laughs> that I did that. It's true. Uh, so that's certainly something uh, yeah. I need to work on myself. And it, Well, it, we could combine this because there's a gym in between us that we could meet at. Yeah. yeah? I, well, I could just run there. That's true. <laughs> you could do that and I'll run back again. <laughs> meet you there. Make sure you're in the class and then I'll run off. Yeah. And that would be my exercise. Or we could do pole dancing together. <laughs> <laughs> we could. We could. I, we should save that for a podcast. We're yeah. definitely... Uh, We'll definitely make that a, a video, a video one. Yeah. A video podcast. <laughs> so, uh, no, that was, uh, it was interesting. And it was, we talked before when uh, we did a podcast on uh, teaching an old dog new mm. tricks. And we talked about how as teachers, um, we're always continuously learning and a good teacher is always continuously learning. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's great when you're writing this sort of material and you think, Well, <laughs> I'm not actually doing what I should <laughs> yeah. be doing. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it is with I with the conditions we have. It's already there's a fair amount on your plate already. Yeah. But yeah. there's always it's room fine. on your plate. So Fine, finding that balance. Yeah. Um, but yeah. of course, you could see that as I guess an eye exercise in it itself. Is. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Great. Well, I think it's a good time to move on to topic of the week. And the topic of the week this week is five steps to a successful New Year's resolution, part two, making it measurable. And uh, I think this is now a good time to stick in yeah. some of our own uh, examples of, yeah. of what we were talking about here for ourselves, but a little bit behind why you need it to be measurable. Mm -hmm. um, and this is obviously so that you can see the result at the end of the year. Now, this is a lot more difficult for us and We've been debating over the, the last few days here. We've been looking at 
um, some questions on the scientific approach to vision improvement and how it's a challenge um, because of the scientific model right. is not really geared towards that sort of vision improvement because it can come down to your perception and how you're seeing right. it and also you know all, all the rest um, that that entails so it's a little bit more difficult to be measurable in some of our conditions it's obviously easier in others for example with myopia um, it could be to read an extra line on the chart by the end of the year yeah, I mean, myopia, you could do acuity would be a very simple thing. Yeah. Um, but then you could also incorporate uh, dropping a diopter when you go to the optometrist. That's yeah. a little little riskier, but it's still doable. Mm. So that's another way of measuring it. Yeah. So when we say measurable, then it's, I guess you would say it's a number, um, mm -hmm. something that you can quantify so right. that you can then replicate it. Another thing is, is the ability to be able to replicate the same test at the end of the year mm -hmm. um, and then to see that you've actually seen those improvements on paper. Right, and I guess it, it doesn't have to be a number, but it could be like in terms of the peripheral vision, mm -hmm. like your peripheral field, it could be a chart where you circle what you can't see and what you can see mm -hmm. in the periphery, and then you have that as a piece of paper that you compare to another piece of paper where you perform the same test. Yeah, and if you're somebody, say you've got a macular degeneration or, or a particular um, scotoma or blind spot mm -hmm. that you're working on, then you could get um, the Ansel chart that, mm -hmm. that we've, or just draw lots of uh, lines like a grid on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And then as you look at it, um, you can draw out, make sure you measure the distance where you are to the page, mm -hmm. draw the blind spot, and then that's your measurement to then go back and draw it again right. in a year's time. Mm -hmm. um, so this also helps us make it a little bit more realistic um, when we want to measure it, which is what we'll talk about uh, later on in, in the next few podcasts there. But making sure that it's measurable, some sort of number or some sort of thing that allows you yeah. to compare mm -hmm. um, to something else. Um, if it's if you have trouble reading near, then you could use the large and small print that right. you can find in the resources section on our website, free chart there. Um, and if you have trouble looking in the distance, then you could always use the 10 foot chart that we've also got. Yeah. If you can't think website. of any, if, if any other, if, if some other measurement doesn't come immediately to you, you can always go back mm -hmm. to acuity uh, and reading the charts, the mm -hmm. eye charts, but we would caution you to just always focus on that. Cause there could be something more, a measurement that's more appropriate to your condition mm -hmm. as well. So, And it's important to point out here, and the reason why I say this is this is actually going to be my goal, mm -hmm. um, and that it doesn't necessarily, the goal doesn't have to be the, a particular improvement. For example, my goal this year is going to be to do an hour and a half of eye exercises mm -hmm. every morning. So that's something measurable. Yeah. It's, it's an it's hour true. and a half. Um, and my aim is to, is to do that every day. Now, obviously, you know, that's myself, um, that I'm working towards for you. It, you know, it could be 40 minutes, it could be 20 minutes, right, right. um, but it's, it's a measurable thing mm -hmm. that you can then, um, see at the end of the year, if you've achieved that goal by doing that amount of time. Well, and that you've just set a goal. It's just a different, there's different styles of those kind of mm -hmm. what's measurable. And for you just putting in the effort and it's a quantity 
is enough of an effort. You're not going to put pre more pressure on yourself and say, well, I have to see this many, this more in my periphery or my yeah. acuity should jump this much in the periphery or something that could put too much pressure on mm -hmm. you, really. And if you do those hour and a half of exercises, you're going to see those improvements yeah. anyway. And also, so. you know, there's things like um, eye strain. You know, mm -hmm. how do you measure yes. eye yes. strain? Very difficult, but it's something very real. It's something that I, yeah. I feel if I don't do my exercises on a regular basis. So um, it's a little bit more of a challenge uh, for us in vision improvement to do this, but it is possible. I guess it involves some sort of creativeness as well um, mm -hmm. and, and also being realistic, which is what we'll talk about. Yeah. later on but a good example for yourself when you're talking about your exercise mm -hmm. is that you would measure you know maybe your resting heart rate as you know if you have a good resting heart rate that's a sign of, of good fitness right so we could take your resting heart rate now and then we can measure it again in a year's time and if your resting heart rate is improved then we know your fitness has improved yeah. as well yeah so um i guess within that with the measuring you want to do the same procedure again so we would you would make sure that say you were sitting down for five minutes before we did the test mm -hmm. um we took your heart rate we, we counted the we put a heart rate monitor on mm -hmm. um and we watched it for 60 seconds and then we took the you know yeah. the, the average or whatever that your heart rate was during that time so it's replicable replicable again and it's also you know a fair measurement and it's this, the same thing so when you get to test it in a year's time it's exactly the same mm -hmm. so do you think i should actually come up with a number as my goal or should i just be uh i want to improve that recently? yeah well and I, I guess this this is something that we were also talking before you need a base measurement right first like there's no point um richard could say oh i want my resting heart rate to be 60 Right, which is <laughs> which is dead, a, right? which is yeah, which is a a, a marathon runner's uh, okay, yeah. heart, you know, yeah. a, a top athlete. You're looking at, at being around that range. Yeah. So you know he could just say that, and and again, like we say, that's not very realistic. I mean, it, yeah. yeah. No offense, it's not yeah. really realistic. No, it isn't. Um, and it's also dangerous. Like for you to try and reach that, you would just you'd probably kill yourself. Yeah. Um, in order to get to that stage, so. You need a, a base measurement where you are now. So mm -hmm. you want to go and measure your. Um, so you, so your goal is to improve a line on on the eye chart. Um, then you want to you know you want to read the chart first. Say you get down to the twenty fifty line, and then your goal is to then be at the twenty forty line at the end. Now obviously you can take increments. It doesn't have to be the whole line. Maybe it could be I want to read four letters on that line which is obviously a more realistic and easier mm -hmm. goal but you've measured it beforehand so for you you would need to measure your right. basic heart rate first mm -hmm. and then make a decision on on where you want to be from that but i guess that's kind of the the yeah. next step but it's a process yeah. um, but the idea is that instead of just saying um my goal is to improve my eyesight right well, how do you measure that? How do you measure improve my eyesight? There has to be this, and this is before why we talked about uh, last week's episode. We talked about being specific. Remember, this is the smart uh, yeah, approach yeah, yeah. to setting right, a goal. Right. So before it was be specific. So instead of just saying, I want to improve my eyesight, well, that can be difficult to measure. You need an aspect of vision in order for you mm -hmm. to 
to test and then this is where we're now talking about the measurable side right so make sure that whatever it is that you were specific about you can me measure it for example i was saying that it could be difficult to measure my eye strain right um one thing i guess could be if i work on the computer for an hour and at the, at the moment if i work on the computer for for two hours without eye exercises i get eye strain mm -hmm. so maybe my goal would be to work on the computer for three hours without getting eye strain like yeah again it's it's measurable so you have to be somewhat creative mm -hmm. um, but you know some things can be difficult to measure yeah so certainly that's the second step there then on our on our smart approach the first one is to be specific and then the second is to make it measurable okay great well i think it's a good time to move on to question of the week and the question of the week this week comes from youtube and it's someone who's asking the very simple question of can I get my vision back to 2020? And this person also fills in some of the details uh, and they have a minus 2.5 in one eye and a minus 0.5 mm -hmm. in the other eye. And uh, we get this question a lot, but, yeah. we're, but we, we'd like to talk about it again <laughs> because it brings up a lot of issues. Yeah, so. a lot of the time we're, we're pleased because at least this individual has given us some more details. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the time the question is, can I get my vision to 2020? Right. Um, and just like what we were talking about, the goal setting where you need to be specific, what, you know, we were talking before about yeah. having something measurable, getting to 20, to what, what is it um, that's going to get you to that 2020? And now we have the baseline, like we were talking mm -hmm. about, this is the baseline is minus 2.5. And so this is a later step, but at least we can set a goal, mm -hmm. a specific goal, because we know the baseline. And we can maybe come up with a measurable goal. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I'm going back to the topic, aren't I? <laughs> but um, uh, so this person, their their goal, their setting is, I want 2020 vision. And at least they've given us a baseline now yeah. so we can make some evaluation. And I guess the question is, why 2020? Why right. is it that people always go for this number? Mm -hmm. uh, I think mainly in two parts. One is that when you see a lot of these get 2020 vision in two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, LASIK surgery is return your vision to 2020 in right. 15 minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you'll be blind. Yeah, you might be blind, but you could <laughs> but not yeah, be. But for five minutes, you have 2020 vision. No, we're not that cynical. No, we're not. Well, a little bit. So um, the other side of it also is that when you have your eyes tested, it's to that 2020 mark. That is what Schnellen, Dr. Schnellen came right. up with when he created the Schnellen chart that this is the standard of vision is 2020. I mean, I like to think that vision should be 2015, 2010. Um, right. And that, you know, even work yourself beyond that 2020. But the idea then is is to try and generalize so that we can generalize the general public. Um, so we can say, you have good vision, you have 2020, you have bad vision, you have 2030. Right. And you should be at this 2020. Right. And there's, there's so many issues here, but one of the things that occurs to me is that as soon as you say, I have to have 20-20 vision, you've kind of, and, and, and part of the process that we would talk about is part of the process of getting the 20-20, ironically, is becoming comfortable with 20-40 or 20-30 mm -hmm. and not wearing your glasses and not being so obsessed with yeah. it has to be razor sharp. Not straining it, the eyes. Yeah. It's part of the pathway back to 20-20. Mm -hmm. So if you're so focused on 20, that's been our experience <laughs> is people who are so yeah. focused on it can't ever take off their mm -hmm. glasses. 
And also, we uh, we were actually talking about this in our coaching call this week. Uh, it was great. One of our uh, callers, who is, is obviously um, really starting to work himself into the vision improvement programs, and he's starting to think of the philosophy mm-hmm. behind vision. And he noticed that how his personality was also connected to mm-hmm. his vision condition. Mm-hmm. And if you think, if somebody is so goal orientated that I must get to twenty twenty vision right, at right. all costs, then that that probably that mentality of just work through regardless of health and regardless of my vision is probably what got them in the position of, of, uh, of, of trying to get back to 2020. Yeah. So um, it's really thinking around the subject and not just being, um, this is it. And I guess if you think about the, the whole being specific and measurable is that if you're aiming for that 2020, well, that means you're only really going to work on that one particular aspect Right. And don't forget, vision improvement is is a holistic approach. It's not just about working that structure of the eye that would get you mm-hmm. to that 2020 mark. It's also um, the knowledge of relaxation and how the eye functions best under relaxed. being relaxed. Yeah. And the eye strain is a big contributor to eye strain, you know, and, and uh, to poorer vision. So um, it's always a bigger question. Yeah. when it comes down to 2020 and certainly if I was the individual I'd ask myself um why do I want 2020 vision yeah uh, what is it that really makes me want to have that yeah and I guess if we wanted to ask answer this more simply and we have we have answered it this way before we would say well you can drop half a diopter every six months mm-hmm. potentially a diopter every year so if this person has 2.5 mm-hmm. you can do the math it could take two and a half years mm-hmm. if he worked really hard to uh, correct that that one eye and the other eye at 0.5 would would correct relatively quickly yeah say half a year to a year we could answer it that way and maybe that's the answer they want but there's a deeper answer which is what Mm -hmm. what we're talking about and 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 you need to relax to get there (laughs) so and we we find this really important because this this really is i guess our approach here is is we're talking about vision improvement holistically it's not about just doing a couple of eye exercises and getting 20, right. 20 vision. And we're not about just trying to sell people a quick fix. Yeah. That's not been our own experience. That's not how we work with our clients. And that's why instead of just jumping on the bandwagon and going, you can improve your vision to 2020 and just do these exercises for yeah. one year. You know, it's just, um, that's really not our approach. We don't want to be that kind of way because also think of it. It's not just about him improving to 2020. It's also like say this individual, let's say is fifteen or sixteen mm-hmm. years old. There's still uh, opportunity to the vision to deteriorate right. uh, if this individual keeps following their visual pattern, which is working from near a lot and not doing the eye exercises and not resting the eye. So the question then becomes: Of can I get to twenty twenty if I'm minus zero point five and minus two point two five? Well, we would also say well. You're working towards that, but you also want to make sure that in five years' time, you're not minus 4.25 right. and minus 2 in the other eye. And, and very few people think about this. They're so focused on just improve, 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 right. which is great. You know, Obviously, you want to have that motivation to improve in the first place. We're not saying that's wrong, but we're trying to think about thinking around the subject. Mm-hmm. Don't just think of it um, as, you know, I go to the eye doctor uh, I can't, I see the 2040 line, um, but when he puts glasses on, I see the 2020 line. So that's the fix. Yeah. So with the eye exercises, I see the 2040. I want to see the 2020 
where's my fix? Right. Uh, and unfortunately, it doesn't doesn't always work that way. Yeah. Um, but certainly, if this individual um, focuses on the exercises, works at it um, diligently, then there's no reason if myopia is the only issue here mm-hmm. that they shouldn't be getting to 2020 vision. Yeah, agreed. Okay, great. Well, we hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. If you want to find out a little bit more information on vision improvement or indeed self-healing in general, then head over to our website, www.envisionselfhealing.com. You can also head over to our Facebook fan page where you can catch up on some pictures and tips that Richard and I have got going on there. And uh, we also release tips out on our Twitter accounts as well. So you can also check that out. If you want to get some uh, real basic information we've put into a, a nice little uh, ebook that you can get your hands on on our website so just head over there and you'll see how to do that and uh, if you indeed if you enjoyed the coaching uh, the, the question of the week then you can also check out our coaching calls just head over to the i exercise express and uh, you'll see more information over there how you can actually get access to the coaching calls that we do every two weeks Okay, great. Well, we hope you enjoy this week's episode. Good luck with your exercises this week and happy healing. And have a good week.